For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Alex Beaton, and we're going to explore Instagram stories for business. You are going to love this episode. By the way, exciting news. I forgot to mention, it's been more than seven years that I've been running this podcast. August 10th, 2012, way back when, and I know I'm a couple of weeks late on this announcement, but that's when the very first episode launched at the Social Media Marketing Podcast. My very first guest, Mari Smith. And you know what? I've been coming to you every single week for more than seven years. Now, I know some of you listening right now are like, wow, has it been that long? And some of you listening are like, I have been with you for seven years, Mike. (laughs) Well, I just want to uh, thank you for listening, whether you're new or whether you're one of the originals that's been around with me for a long time. If you want to say hello or happy seven-year anniversary on the podcast, you can tag me on Instagram. I'm at Stelzner, S-T-E-L-Z-N-E-R, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle, here is this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a cool tool for everybody out there that is overwhelmed by creating UTM URLs. It's called Simple UTM. Yeah, a UTM is called Urchant Tracking. Integer or metric. It's it. There's varying degrees of yeah. uh, definition of what UTM means. But. It works with Google Analytics and allows you to track the source, the medium, and the campaign. And it's like magic sauce for those of us that are in marketing. So if you've ever seen those URLs at the end of a URL with a question mark and a bunch of stuff after it, it's probably a UTM parameter. So now that you all know what it is, and I know many of you do, tell us about the cool tool. So what makes this cool is that it makes it simple, like in the name. And you add your original URL, and then you can drop in your source, your medium, your campaign name, all those fun things that a UTM is made of. And then you can crank out the new UTM parameter. Then really cool is that by logging into this, creating your account, you can save all those parameters to then pull up at a moment's notice. It's like, oh, here's one for Facebook. Here's one for LinkedIn. Here's one for Twitter. And then the variables inside of all those. In other words, it will store all those different ones you've used before so you can pull them up again quickly. This is very important because Google tracks any variation in case, like capital F, lowercase f in Facebook, as different. 
And you want to be consistent so that you know when you go inside of Google Analytics that you're pulling the right parameter. And it's really a pain in the butt when you get a lot of parameters. And sometimes if you have different people on your team using the same parameters, there needs to kind of be a resource where they're all pulling from the same thing. It sounds like this does that. Yeah, this is a way to have consistency and variety as needed as you build out your UTM tracking parameters to really start to get into Google Analytics. So what is this called again? This is called Simple UTM. And what is it exactly? It's a website. Like it's you go to the website, you create your account, and then once you're logged in, you just start building your UTMs and then as you you just click drill downs and it pulls in those past UTM set parameters that you've had grouped together. Is it free? It is free. Awesome. Where do we find it? It is found at utm-manager.bubbleapps.io. All right. If you miss that, we'll have it in the show notes. <laughs> That's one of those weird ones. Thank you so much, Eric, for bringing us that discovery. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for my interview with Alex Beaton. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Alex Beaton. If you don't know who Alex is, she is an Instagram stories expert who specializes in helping people use Instagram for business. Her course is Graham Slam, and her podcast is called On Purpose with Alex Beaton. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. I'm so excited to be here. I am very excited to have you. Today, we are going to talk about how to create compelling Instagram stories for your business. And Instagram is hot. Instagram stories is even hotter. <laughs> but before we go there, I want to back up a little bit and hear your story. How in the world did you get into Instagram? Start wherever you want to start. Yeah, that's a great question. So I was in university in London studying marketing and I had a passion for photography. So right when I was about to graduate, I was like, oh, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I did not want to go down the corporate road. So I was like, let me try my hand at this photography thing. <laughs> so I dove into photography. And the first thing I did was I started blogging, creating content, putting myself out there, social media. And through that, I really built a massive audience of people who were interested in photography. So here I was maybe two years fresh into photography, realizing that I had this massive audience of photographers and I wasn't selling anything to them because photographers, you know, they're photographers. They don't need someone to take their photos. <laughs> so I decided that I was going to start selling Photoshop actions. Hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know, Photoshop actions, they're a digital file and they're very similar to Instagram filters. So you know how on Instagram you can change the color of your photo to black and white or vintage, like they have all those different types of filters. That is what I was creating for myself in Photoshop. I was basically creating these files and with a click of a button, my entire image would be edited. And I realized one day that I had hundreds of these Photoshop actions sitting on my computer, just gathering dust. And I was like, hmm, maybe my audience of photographers would be interested in this. So I put it out there on the internet, started selling them. And I'll never forget that first day. It was just like, 
PayPal notification after PayPal notification. And before I knew it, within my first year, having spent zero dollars on advertising, I had built a six-figure business. Wow. And what kind yeah. of photography, just out of curiosity, was it weddings or outdoor? It was mainly weddings. And it was just selling to professional photographers, people who really didn't like the editing side of things. And I myself loved the editing. So from there, I thought I had made it. Honestly, Mike, I was like, my life is done. I have found my, my thing and I'm just going to be smooth sailing from here. And of course, as life does, it threw me for a little loop. And I woke up one day and I just was no longer passionate about photography at all. I didn't want to pick up my camera. I didn't want to take any photos. And around that time, people started asking me, Alex, like, how did you do this? How did you build this successful business in such a short period of time without spending any money on advertising? And it was all because of the fact that I was creating content. I was blogging nonstop. I was putting myself out there and I built an audience. And so at that point, I decided, you know what? I'm going to start creating courses. So I created my first course called the School of Killer Impressions. And it was all about online marketing, email marketing, sales, all that jazz. And that was going really well for a while. And then in 2013, Snapchat released Stories. Mm. And up until that point, I was on YouTube and I was blogging. And it was amazing. I felt like through this new feature on Snapchat, I was connecting with my audience in such a deeper way. But the problem is, I don't know if you remember, the very first impression that people used to have about Snapchat stories was not very good. People were very judgmental of Snapchat stories. It was new. It disappeared in 24 hours. People were like, why would you post something that right. disappears? <laughs> yeah. Especially creative people. Like they don't want their work to disappear forever, right? Yeah, exactly. But at that time, you know, I was selling my, my course on online marketing and this was allowing me to actually make more money and connect more with my audience in a much deeper way than I had on YouTube. And so I just kept using it as a tool. And then in 2016, as we all know, Instagram introduced stories to their platform. And that really changed the game. I remember at first I was feeling quite emotional about it because I was so attached to Snapchat. And I was like, they stole Snapchat's idea. <laughs> but now actually after the first year, after Instagram introduced it, I realized that there was so much potential, so much more potential as a business owner on Instagram than there ever was on Snapchat. So stories started to become more mainstream and I started to notice, Mike, because I was using stories as my main uh, delivery of being able to market and promote what I do, I started to get so many messages. Like the number one question people were asking me was all about stories. And so by the end of 2017, it was just super clear to me that I wanted to create a course on Instagram stories, which led me to then create Gram Slam which I launched last year in 2018. And so, yeah, so now I've, I'm solely focused on teaching Instagram stories, both the functionality of it, like how to use it to the best of its ability, all the tips, tricks, and hacks. And then also from a branding and business perspective, because if you don't understand that, then you're not going to get very far. So that's how I got to where I am today. Amazing story. And I do remember Snapchat. I was all over it. And then I wasn't, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's kind of how it was for so many of us, right. That weren't like yeah. in that demo graphic, right. Of the younger generation. So, um, 
why there's a lot of people listening right now that that love your story and understand you've gotten a lot of value out of Instagram stories, but maybe for them, they're still not sold on the why of Instagram stories. Talk to us. Why should people consider using Instagram stories for their business? Yeah. So firstly, if you just look at the statistics and the analytics behind Instagram and Instagram stories. So right now there's 1 billion Instagram accounts worldwide that are active every month. And then of that, 500 million accounts use Instagram stories daily. That's every single day. That's a huge amount of people. Let me ask for clarification. When we yeah. say use Instagram stories, you mean watch Instagram stories, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Not everyone's creating them, but lots are watching them, right? Lots are watching them. Yes. And it's funny because I think so many people look at Instagram stories now because now we're in 2019. It's been three years, almost three years since Instagram came out with stories. And I think everyone thinks, you know, so many people are making stories. I don't know if stories are right for me. I still think we're in the beginning phases of Instagram stories. Like I still think there's so much more growth to happen and there's still room for people to come out and make a scene, make a wave on Instagram stories. Let me add a few more thoughts here. Almost all the innovation on Instagram is inside of Instagram stories. I mean, they're constantly coming out with new features and functions inside of the stories set. It's almost like a platform within a platform, isn't it? Yeah. And if you look at the statistics of before they introduced Instagram stories versus after, I think it was something like people spend almost 50% more time in the app now because they're stories. So people are watching stories. People are are staying longer in the app. And that's why you're seeing Instagram. They're now intermingling the Instagram stories in between your newsfeed content, which they never used to do before. Like you said, they're adding more features and more functionality. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a place that every smart marketer should be spending time. There's one other thing I want to add to this, which is real estate. Uh, Mm. on Instagram, as you scroll, think about your behavior on Instagram, right? You're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you've got lots of things that are designed to distract you. You're going to see a couple of Instagram posts, if you will, on your phone, depending on the size of your phone. So it's designed to just keep scrolling. Same thing on Facebook. When you watch a video on Instagram, you might regular Instagram, you might see a notification pop up, which takes you away from the video. But when you're in the story, it takes over the whole freaking screen. There's nothing to distract you. It is just you and whoever is delivering that story. And from a marketer's perspective, I think that's very valuable real estate. What do you think? Yeah. And it's so special and different as well to what we're used to as content consumers, because we're, if you think about previous stories, We're used to seeing video that's really well lit and really well filmed on expensive cameras. And the beauty of stories is that you can connect with people in such a more real and authentic way. And people are actually responding so well to that. You know, like people like feeling close. People like feeling like, oh, I'm just on the other end of a mobile phone. And then there's, of course, the responses, right? I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. How has that helped your business? Because obviously, unlike a regular post, everything is private as far as the interactions that are between you and your fans. Is that something that you feel like cultivates a certain kind of loyalty level that cannot be done any other way on Instagram? Yeah. So there's so many good things about this. Firstly, like you just said, cultivating that level of loyalty, 
also a level of intimacy and a level of closeness that I don't think is easily replicable in other forms. What I would say as well is that the DMs is just such a good place to deeper connect with your audience. And it's just so easy for them to tap that little button at the bottom. You know, like all they have to do is right at the bottom of your story. It just says respond here, reply here. You click on that and you're immediately taken straight to your DMs, which also signals to Instagram from a analytical perspective that you should be higher in their algorithm, right? You should be someone who is featured at the front. You know, that, that newsfeed, the horizontal newsfeed at the top where they feature all the stories. If people are replying to your stories, you're now stronger in their algorithm. The beauty as well is that no one knows how many people are responding and how many people aren't responding. So unlike likes or comments, which right now are visible to everyone, you could be getting lots of responses to your DMs and you could be getting not that many and no one's going to know. They also don't know how many people watch the darn thing, right? Which is probably yeah. probably why Instagram is experimenting with getting rid of likes and stuff because none of that metric is there inside the story. It's just an intimate one-to-one kind of experience. So exactly. we could go on all day long, but I want to get into the into some of the techniques that you have discovered. So hopefully everybody understands that stories are very, very powerful I'll confess, I personally do not do stories enough, so I'm really excited to learn from you. So let's talk about some creative ideas to empower everyone listening to start creating more inside of Instagram stories. Awesome. So the first thing that I would say is that there's this idea that if you're using Instagram stories, you need to be posting content every single day. And I just want to start off by saying you don't need to be posting every single day. You should be posting consistently though. So if you're posting once a week, stick to that. If you're posting three times a week, stick to that. People should know what to expect from you, but it's not going to harm you if you're not showing up every single day. The next thing that I would suggest that you implement is some sort of weekly series. And I personally love this idea. I use it myself. Feel free to steal it if you want. I have a weekly series called Work With Me Wednesdays where every single week on a Wednesday, I take people behind the scenes of exactly what I'm doing. I walk them through whatever it is that's happening. And it's really cool because it allows people to know to expect to hear from you every single Wednesday. Now, of course, you could change this up. You could do different tips on Tuesday, or I actually recommend that you look at whatever your business is and figure out, okay, what is something that I could do that would be really creative and would be really relatable to this particular ideal client? But it's really fun. Come up with a catchy name and it becomes a trigger for your audience. It becomes something that they can look forward to. It becomes another layer of ways that people can connect with you. So that is something that I think everyone should at least experiment with and flirt with the idea a little bit is having a weekly series. Okay. I want to ask you, think of one of the stories you did recently inside of a weekly series and kind of just walk us through what you did so we can kind of visualize it in our mind. Yeah. So today, so today's a Wednesday as we're recording this. So I actually am making one as we speak and it's work with me Wednesdays. So pretty much what I do is I wake up and I took a picture of myself in the mirror and I was like, good morning. So I'm welcoming my followers in the morning and just being like, hey, you know, I'm happy to work with me Wednesday. I'm excited to take with you, take you with me on my day today. First thing I did this morning is I went to the gym. So 
I actually recorded a little piece of my workout and then shared it with my audience. And I was like, yo, this is the workout I did today. This is my trainer. And so just adding a little bit of detail in there. After that, I got straight to work. And instead of going to work and not really keeping them in the loop, I actually shared my entire schedule for the day. So I screenshotted my calendar and I uploaded it to my stories. That's another cool thing about stories is there's so many different types of content that you can share. So I shared the screenshot of my calendar and I was like, look at all the exciting things I have going on today. And yes, I'm going to be taking you behind the scenes with me. (laughs) And then from there, just every single step of the way, updating them, answering their questions and always encouraging people to DM me and, and tell me like, you know, what are you guys excited for today? What do you have going on? So yeah, so I've just been taking oh, people with me, like literally step by step. As soon as I get off of this interview, I'm going to be like, yo guys, I was just on the social media examiner podcast and I'm pumped. <laughs> Very cool. Tag Stelzner. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. I mean, I think everybody can see that that's not complicated. It can be whatever you want it to be. So you can spend as little or as much time on it as you want. I upload in my in-between moments. So I will record like as it's happening and then I save it and then I upload it later so that I have time to actually think about, okay, does this contextually fit in with my story? All right. Talk to me about how you do that. Does Instagram allow you to just easily save it as a draft or something like that? Yeah. So if you record a video or take a photo, if you look at the top right hand side of the screen, there's an arrow pointing down that has like a little underline underneath it. And when you tap on that icon, it will basically come up with a little message that says saved. Mm. That means that it's been saved to your camera roll. Now, later, let's say when you're eating breakfast, like me this morning, I was eating breakfast. I open up my stories to the camera section. And if you swipe from the bottom of the screen to the top, so swipe up, it'll bring up your camera roll. And there you will see all of the previous stories that you saved from your day. And you can decide, like for me today, I didn't post every single thing that I filmed because I only want to post the things that I think are most relevant and that tell the story the best. Mm. So you're recording all sorts of things, knowing full well that you might not include them all. Yeah. Knowing full well that I was going to cull them and be able to be like, nah, don't really like that. Or yes, this is perfect. I'm going to upload it. Are you using Instagram to record these or are you just recording them on your phone? So I actually use Snapchat. Oh, really? Yeah, I love Snapchat. Snapchat filters are the best filters. And also Instagram does this weird thing. They need to fix this where when you record a video on Instagram, if it's longer than 15 seconds and you try to save it, you have to save each 15 seconds individually. Hmm. Whereas on Snapchat, if I have a minute long video, I can just save it all in one tap. So for me, Instagram will slice it up automatically when you load it in, right? Correct. As long as it's less than a minute long, it'll do that for you. Yes. So I would imagine anybody that doesn't have Snapchat could just as easily do this just with their phone. A hundred percent. Yes. And they just could add the filters after they load it into Instagram, right? Correct. Correct. Perfect. Okay. So the first big creative idea you mentioned was the idea of a weekly series and you kind of laid that out really beautifully. So what is some other ideas? Another idea is to have a how-to piece of content or a piece of content that gives advice. So really the purpose of this content is to add as much value as possible. And as marketers, I know everyone knows the drill. Like you need to know your ideal clients. You need to know what type of content they're into. And you want to be the go-to source. Like you want to create the kind, the type of content that your ideal client just gets excited every time they see a new story from you. 
So for this, you're really thinking about tutorials, how-tos, advice stories. I like to try to keep it not too long because we all know the more stories that someone sees at the top, you know how on Instagram they have like all the little dashes at the top so you can see how many stories there are. Right. If it's too long, it's probably going to be off-putting. So one thing I will say here is to try to keep it as short and sweet as possible and as to the point as possible. And also keep in mind, it doesn't have to be 100% related to your product or service. The point is to be the go-to place for your ideal client. So as long as it's relatable to them and as long as it's something that is of value to them, you're in the right direction. Can you give us an example and about how long typically you would do something like this? Yeah. So for example, I always like to use location-based businesses because I feel like oftentimes they get ignored when we talk about social media. So let's say that you are an ice cream store. You might want to not just create content about the quality of your ice cream and teaching people about how you make the ice cream. Because if you have an ice cream store, the people who are probably coming to your shop, they are obsessed with ice cream, right? They want to know more about it. They want to be able to tell their friends fun facts about it. They love ice cream. So yes, talking about how it's made and giving them tutorials like that, showing them behind the scenes of your process. Yes, it's going to be helpful. But even more helpful is really thinking about, okay, what else, what other types of topics can we cover that will be of interest to this person? So if you're a local ice cream store, you're going to be thinking, this is a local person who likes to shop local. What other local stores can I feature or focus on, or maybe local events, anything that's happening locally, that's going to allow this person to show up as a better member of their community. So even creating content like that, again, it's not hundred percent related right. to ice cream, but your ideal client is going to be interested in it. Well, and I would imagine on the advice side, let's say you just got off the phone with a customer or prospect or whatever, right? And mm -hmm. you could say, Hey, one of my customers just asked this question and I decided I was going to answer it live for the benefit of all of you, right? Wouldn't that be like the equivalent of something like that? A hundred percent. Right. Like if you, and actually this is a great thing to do is to keep track of all of the questions that you get answered. Like within my iPhone in the notes section, I just keep a list of running questions and things that come up for me. Like I might just get a random tidbit where I'm like, Oh, like that'd be a really good topic. Write it down so that you have an ongoing list so that you never run out of ideas so that you always have fresh content to, to rely back on. Now, how long is, what are we talking like a couple of, I don't even know what, what do they call the segments or clips or whatever? What do they call these things in stories? Is there a name for them or no? I just call them individual stories. How many individual uh, stories is it? You know, what are we talking like no more than four typically for these kind of things? Two, one. It really depends. I like to tell people to switch it up because, and this is something most people don't know, but I've studied this back to front. <laughs> and what I've noticed is that if on one day you post one story, then your stories the next day will get more of the attention because you only posted one the day before. Whereas if you're posting 10 today and 10 tomorrow, within a 24-hour window, that could be potentially 20 stories, right? 20 individual stories that people have to just kind of scroll through. Now, if your stories are, are taking people along a journey and it, it flows well, then 20 stories may not be a big problem. But if, if your stories are kind of like random pieces of, of 
tidbits and information and they don't flow, it's going to be a problem. So what I would advise to like a good number to aim for is like 10. I think that's like a good maximum if you're just getting started. And then when you become a pro and you're really good at storytelling, then you can go longer and have a little bit more fun. But I do encourage people, you know, don't be afraid to post more than two. Like I think a lot of business owners don't want to post more than two because they feel like they're going to annoy people. And there will be drop off, right? I mean, in this particular case, right, the weekly series thing, I get how you're doing that throughout the day and not everybody's going to catch every one of them. But if you're posting on another day, this advice, I would imagine you're just going to sit down and record that all in one swoop, right? And it's going to be a couple of stories and you're going to post it and you're probably going to be done with it, right? Correct. Um, and and like you said, there will be drop off. So don't expect, I think a lot of people see that first story has really high views. And then the last story has way lower views. Don't be afraid of that. Don't think it's unnormal. That's a hundred percent normal and it's totally fine. One thing I do like to do is if I do, let's say like we're talking about right now, a tutorial or a how to story, I will post it all at once. But then in the next 24 hours, I will probably post something once every four hours because when you post something and it has that recency factor, it pushes your story right to the front of the algorithm in the newsfeed again. And I would imagine it could be one of the questions that you screenshotted from somebody who responded to your how-to thing, right? Couldn't it? A hundred percent. And that's, that is what we really want is for your story to continue on, continue making sense and be relevant to what it was that you just posted. So like you said, don't be afraid to screenshot. Like I do this all the time. I'll screenshot DM conversations that I've had. I'll just scratch out their name because obviously those are private conversations unless I ask the person, Hey, is it okay if I tag you? And then I will repost those. And that just doing that, it builds such a sense of community with your audience, even for the lurkers, even for the people who never reply, being privy to those behind the scenes conversations makes people realize, Oh, this business does have relationships with their, with their people, you know, like this business does have a community. When you put the screenshot up there of the question, are you also typing the answer underneath it typically? So what I will do is leave the answer, like whatever the answer is that I sent to them. That'll be part of the screenshot is what you're saying. Got it. Correct. Correct. So I'll reply to them and then screenshot it and upload. Perfect. Okay. So, so far we've talked about the weekly series. We've talked about this how-to slash advice. Uh, Any other creative ideas you want to mention? Yes. So promotional. This is really, really big. And this can go in so many different ways. And I encourage people to get creative. Don't just show up and be like, oh, hey, we're doing 25% off today. Although that is great. And that is important. And that does have its time and place. Also think about other ways that you can encourage people to buy from you. So that might be highlighting a customer and celebrating whatever their win is, or it might be sharing a testimonial Something I do that's really fun when I sell my online course is for every person who buys, I will write their name on a post-it note and put it up on a wall. And I document it through my Instagram stories. Like every every time the, the post-it note wall gets a little bigger, I'll be like, this is the updated wall. And what's so fun is that people feel like they're interacting with the momentum of my launch. They love seeing their name on that post-it note wall. And they just get so excited. It, it creates that level of social proof. Are you adding right? a hashtag to it or something so they can kind of figure out more about the product? You can do that as well. That's a great idea. There's so many different ways to kind of like link stories into other parts of Instagram, like whether it's 
uploading an IGTV video and then, you know, you can use the swipe up feature, whether you have 10,000 followers or not. A lot of people don't know this. Even if you have less than 10,000 followers, you can swipe up to an IGTV video. Mm. So maybe create a actual video that describes whatever you're selling, right? And maybe just your call to action is swipe up for a little video that explains more or something, right? Exactly. And then what's brilliant is that in the IGTV description, it allows you to include a URL, which we all know on Instagram is really rare. (laughs) So you can create a video talking about your product and then in the video be like, yo, press that little icon above and it's going to bring down the description. And at the top of the description, you're going to see a link, click on that link and it will direct them to your website, sales page, whatever it is that you're promoting. This is really important folks, because so many of us, like me personally, I do not have 10,000 followers on Instagram. Our company does have a lot more than that. And we have the benefit of the actual swipe up to a URL, but I personally don't. So the idea of, and so many others don't, right? So the idea of like, Hey, I can't send them off site, but I can at least send them to a video where they can hear me describe, right? More about what it is and then see the link or whatever. I mean, I think that's super valuable and you don't just have to promote products. I mean, like I've done this, like, Hey, I wrote a new blog post today. I think you all will really love run on over to social media examiner and check it out. I mean, can't you do that kind of stuff? You can totally do that, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And the IGTV video is just, it's so great because it's the one place in Instagram where they actually allow you other than the link in bio to link elsewhere. So it's really, really valuable. But if one other tip for, if you do have less than 10,000 followers for the link in your bio, use it really wisely. I use something called Linktree. I don't know if you've heard of it, Yeah, I have. where basically you sign up for Linktree. I believe they have a free option and you can go in and put different links all on one page. And so you can have a link to your blog. You can have a link to your sales page. You can have a link to whatever, right? I change my links all the time. So every week I'm updating my links to whatever the podcast of the week is. And it's just a great way if you want to send people in multiple directions to allow them the option of where they want to go next instead of just relying on that one link in your bio. So when they click on the link in the bio, it pops up a page that has all sorts of other links on it is what I'm really hearing you say. Is that right? Correct. Correct. So So, it's one link. Yeah. So you would say click on the link in the bio and then be sure to select the second one or something, you know, in your story, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, this concept of behind the scenes that you talked about earlier, which is like showing those sticky notes up on the wall, what other kind of behind the scenes things can we do to kind of creatively show people the work going into whatever the product is that maybe makes it a little less promotional, but it is promotional. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are so many ideas. It's just honestly, like just look at whatever situation that you're in and sit down and write a list of, you know, what are the things that happen behind the scenes that I think our customers would benefit from knowing about? And it doesn't even have to be, you know, look at how we make the product, although that can definitely be an amazing behind the scenes story. It could also be like, get to know the team. It could also be, I saw a jewelry company do something really cool where one day on their stories, they had one story for each team member and each team member basically shared what their favorite piece of jewelry was. And it was just a really great way to feel more connected to that business, to realize that there's real people behind the business. And it was just fun. It's, it's so much more fun when you see the people than when you're just kind of like a faceless presence. 
Yeah. And if you think about like what we do, we're marketers marketing to marketers, right? Which is kind of an unusual circumstance, right? So, so marketers always want to learn how other marketers do their craft. So you could totally show like little clips of a creative meeting where we're looking for, we're talking about some new copy ideas, or you could show some graphics or logos that you're working on for the new product. I mean, or you could show in our case of social media marketing world, like some of the some of the crazy work that goes into like setting up the expo area, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I would imagine those are the kind of things certain people might be interested in. You might think it's boring and mundane, but reality is people might find it fascinating, right? And you just said something really important. You said you might think it's boring and mundane, but the truth is everyone who's living their own life believes that their own life and situation and circumstances are boring and mundane, but everyone else is living their own lives completely different to yours. I've found that the stories that I think are most boring (laughs) are some of my best, most engaged stories. Just from simply bringing people behind the scenes, even doing things like sharing with people the tools that I use, sharing with people the different softwares, how I do specific things. To me, it's common sense. I, I do them and I use them all the time. But for other people, they're like, whoa, that's so interesting. How fascinating. So definitely don't underestimate your own situation. And, you know, for some of our really loyal fans, they know about our docu-series called The Journey, which we've done for two seasons. And we show some of the crazy stuff that goes down. Like, for example, (laughs) I got in a car accident on the way to the convention center. You know what I mean? (gasps) And I showed showed some of that, you know, like got in the car accident, you know, or having just something ridiculous happen, you know, and I, and I just say, I can't believe this just happened, you know, and people resonate with that. They're like, wow, this guy's imperfect. Right. Or I just did something really stupid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it sounds crazy. You would never want to do that, but it shows to others like, wow, this guy's being authentic and real. And as a result, like maybe they resonate with you at a different level. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, I think people want to see the real you. People don't want, and that's why stories work so well is because it shouldn't be this glossy, perfected image of what you're trying to project. It should be real. It should feel authentic. Even in the mundane little things, like on one Work With Me Wednesday, I I did this thing where I was just filming whatever I was doing without even saying anything. And one of the things that I was doing that I do every day is I make my coffee. And so I had like a little clip of me making my coffee and so many people replied being like, what coffee do you use? Can I offer you a suggestion on how to make better? Like everyone had something to say about my coffee and the way that I made my coffee. What is this? Like I was in such shock because to me, that's so boring. (laughs) It's something that everyone does. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully everyone's overcoming the fear that I don't have anything that I could possibly create inside of an Instagram story that hopefully has been set to the side. Now I want to dig into the mechanics of what makes a really good story. Talk to us a little bit about that. So the most important thing that I will say time and time again is that a story is called a story for a reason. A lot of people don't realize that when you post different stories throughout the day, they should all flow. There should be a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you think about any good book that you read or any good story that's told, it has a beginning and a middle and an end. It is all related to each other. So please keep that in mind. If you're posting randomly throughout the day, it just takes a little bit of extra time to be like, hmm, what did I post before? And how could I make this relate to that, right? 
Another thing that I can advise is to just put in a little bit more effort into the presentation of your stories. So think about what colors are you using? Can you use your brand colors again and again? Can you use the same fonts again and again? Can you add emojis? Can you literally just spend 15 more seconds making it look a little different to the average story? Another thing I like to recommend people to do is most people are not listening to your stories. So if you are talking into the camera, you're missing a huge percentage of people who are just kind of flipping through because we all do it when you're out and about, you don't have your volume up and you may just be scrolling through stories. So a really powerful thing that you can do is caption your stories. You know, even if you're not captioning it word for word, just put the gist of whatever it is that you said so that someone who's scrolling through can understand the value of whatever it is that you're saying. Any tips and on that, how to do that without creating a nightmare situation? <laughs> yeah. So the big thing, and I know I mentioned this earlier, is don't upload in the moment. When you take a video in the moment and then you go to caption it, you have to like re-listen to it. It takes some time. I don't advise that. Take your stories one after the next. So let's say you do a set of three stories, take them one after the next, cool, save them. Like I suggested earlier, top right-hand side of the screen, that downwards arrow, that means save, save it. And then later when you're at home, when you have time to yourself, swipe up on that Instagram story camera and it's going to allow you to upload. While you're uploading, listen to it and just type out whatever it is. I like to type it out word for word because it requires less thought. But sometimes I just talk a lot and I can just narrow it down. Paraphrasing it. Yeah. Paraphrase Do you like to back color it? Do you like to put the color behind the text? I, yeah, but I'm also the Instagram stories queen. So it really goes with my brand. I don't recommend that everyone go into a super lot of detail. It's not necessary, but I would say like focus on your brand colors. You want to make it so that if someone sees that story, regardless of if they hear your face or voice or see your little name, we want them to know it's you. Got it. Back to the beginning, middle end. How do you end? Cause I think everybody knows how to start and maybe what the middle is, but how the heck do you end a story? You have to have a conclusion. That's a great question that no one has ever asked me before, but it really comes to like the conclusion, a finale, a summary of what you've said, thanking people for showing up, saying goodbye to people like that is an end. Or you know? good night, everyone. We'll catch you tomorrow or something like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. I do that almost every single day. I say good night. I'm like, cool guys, bye. Because I'm so constant with my storytelling that it only makes sense to say good night and good morning. You know? Yeah, well, and if someone's starting the story at, in the evening and they catch that one and all the others have expired, at least they'll know to skip to the next one, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so any other tips for engagement? Because obviously you kind of alluded earlier that that's one of those key metrics that the algorithm is looking for. So how do we get better engagement? So my first tip is to ask people to DM you. Hmm. Okay. Don't just, don't just ask them once. Don't ask them twice. Make it a part of the way that you show up on stories. Give us an example. So for example, today I was like, Hey guys, this is what I'm celebrating. Cause it's the end of the month. And I like to celebrate all my wins at the end of the month. And then, so I listed a bunch of them. And then I was like, I want to hear from you guys. What was your win for the month? DM me now. I would love to hear from you. Perfect. Super, and, super easy. And how do you respond to, I mean, like I could imagine that could get out of control depending on how many followers you have. Right. Yeah. So I have a tendency of wanting to reply to as many people as possible, but the truth is they don't need to hear that much from me, even just opening their message and double tapping on their message, which basically just allows you to like what they said mm. is enough. Like or as just long giving as, them a thumbs up emoji or something like that. Yes. 
Yes. As long as I feel that they feel heard and seen, I'm good. Perfect. Okay. So you ask for the DM. What other, what other ideas? So I highly recommend that when you upload your story on the top right-hand side, again, there's a little, it looks like a post-it note that's been folded on the corner with a smiley face. And that's the sticker icon. So you're going to tap on the sticker icon and within the stickers icon, you're going to see polls. You're going to see questions. And those two, I would say are my two favorites of getting people to engage and respond. Every time someone engages with a poll of yours, it's telling, it's signaling to Instagram. I'm interested in your content. I want to see more. So I love to do polls on like the most silly, stupid things, right? So this or that. If I'm shopping for a dress that I'm going to be wearing in one of my videos, I'll be like, Hey guys, which one do you prefer this or that? If I'm going to be cutting my hair and I don't know what length to cut it, this or that. And it doesn't mean that I have to decide what they're choosing. It just means that I'm asking for their opinion and I'm interested in what they have to say. And again, it's just them signaling to Instagram. I'm interested in what she has to say. Now, what I don't recommend you do is ask difficult questions in your poll or something that's hard for people to answer. This should be something that's easy that they can just be like, yes, this or that. When it comes to questions, that question feature, you can literally ask a question. And I love this feature. I use it all the time. I've never used it. So how does it work exactly? Oh my gosh. It's so brilliant. Basically, it's a little box that you can ask a question at the top and there's a little area beneath where they can click and they can type in an answer. Hmm. And what's cool is that you can then respond individually to different answers or you can screenshot the entire list of answers that people have given you, but you can use it in so many different ways. You can be like, Hey, ask me anything. I'm going to be answering your questions today. Does it come through as a DM or some different way? No, it comes through in your notifications. And you can also see a list of all of the questions. If you go, you know how you can see how many people have viewed your story. Yep. If you click on that number, it's going to come up with all of the list of people who've seen it. And there's another tab there where you can go and see all of the different questions. All the answers to the questions or, or well, all, the, if, all the questions they're asking you is what you're saying, right? Yeah. All of the questions they're asking you, or you can, if you're asking them a question, all of the answers that they're giving you. Got it. So yeah. How have you used it? Give us some examples. So I love asking people, what are you struggling with the most when it comes to your Instagram stories? That's something that I asked just yesterday. Mm. And so I like using it from a market research standpoint because people want to, to be heard when it comes to their problems. So when people reply and they're like, oh, you know, I really struggle with this, then I can repost whatever their struggle was and answer them. So it allows me to show off my authority, build trust with people, and also engage with my community. You can use it in so many different ways, like in whatever situation that you're in, if you just stop and ask yourself, you know, how can I get people's input in whatever it is that I'm doing right now? So maybe you're like, hey, I'm trying to find a new brand of coffee. What do you suggest? I'm traveling to Barcelona. Do you guys have any tips or hints on where I should go? Perfect. There's so many different ways. One other thing that I highly recommend to use is the quiz feature. Oh, tell us about that. So basically... It allows you to ask a question and then put as many different answers as you want. I recommend maybe three or four different answers. It allows you, as you're creating the quiz, to choose the correct answer. Oh, okay. 
So you're basically quizzing your audience. And I think it's so fun to do things like, you know, get to know me and my business. And so it might be like, how many years have I been doing what I do? Who works with me behind the scenes? What is the name of our operations manager? Mm -hmm. And you can just quiz people on different things. And I just find that being a human, whenever I see those quizzes, I just want to know what the right answer is. So I will just guess and interact just to see what the answer is. Alex, I got to tell you, we could go for another hour. I know we could. (laughs) Unfortunately, we have hit the end of today's interview. So I want to ask you, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, I need to hear more from Alex. So where do you want to send people so they can discover more about you? So my website is alexbeaton.com, but I've created something special for you guys. So if you go to alexbeaton.com forward slash SME, I've created my 10 Instagram story tips, tricks, and hacks for the busy marketers. So y'all can all go and check it out there. Yeah. And Beaton is spelled B-E-A-D-O-N. So it's A-L-E-X-B-E-A-D-O-N.com slash S-M-E. Alex, on behalf of all of my listeners, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and insight with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And if we mentioned some stuff and you didn't get it all, you can get the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 369. And hey, a quick note, if you scroll up, depending on what kind of platform you're on, I know especially on the Apple podcast, if you just scroll up, you'll see the notes with the links so you don't have to remember anything and you can just click on those darn things. Thank you to my team for building that out. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week, I promise. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.